HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org, a nonprofit member-supported radio station. We're millions strong, with folks tuning in from over 200 countries. We are education. We are entertainment. We are the future of food. May is our membership drive. Become a member and support us while receiving e-newsletters, advanced invites, special discounts, and a membership card. We need your support. Visit our website and click the donate button to become a member today. Thank you for believing in us and enjoy the show. We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
Let's go for a ride, Greg. Thanks, Darren. Where are we going? Taco Town. Okay, we can go to Taco Town today. Uh, welcome to uh, Happy uh, Seis de Mayo. Nope, not a thing. Feliz Seis de Mayo? Nope, still not a thing. Um, that was just Anna Nardine. She will be playing live uh, in studio today on Snacky Tunes. Uh, we've got a packed show today. Pack show. Big uh, big day in New York. It's the uh, James Beard Awards tonight. Yes. And, and then the, also the Met Gala, which I think our invitations got lost in the mail. <laughs> I got mine. I'm taking I'm taking Joe, our dog. Okay. Yeah. Joe, the engineer, just like looked over. He was like, oh, no, you, Joe, sorry. It's a dog. That's how much Darren cares about your relationship. <laughs> sorry. My, my beagle comes first. Uh, well, w- today we're uh, starting a new segment on Snacky Tunes that deals with the crosswords of food and technology. And we have Karen Musk, I'm sorry, Muskoff from Bing. Uh, welcome to Snacky Tunes. Thanks. How are you guys? Good. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Really it's trying to not get. Cinco de Mayo anymore. No, no. just trying to wish a Feliz to somebody. I am. Well, I think Karen's receptive. Karen, I just want to let you know that you spell your Karen the same way I spell Darren, but just with a D. I did notice that, Darren. And uh, we all want you to know that also uh, in the room with us are the boys from Dos Toros who will probably be peppering in or grating in mm. questions. Hello. Oh, hi. Awesome. Hello. So, Karen, you are the senior product manager for Bing and MSN. And uh, for people who don't know what Bing is, please explain what it is. Sure. Bing is uh, the search engine from Microsoft. So we're a great search engine that allows you to find anything you're looking for very quickly and fast. Now, I was lucky enough to go to uh, the Red Rooster Marcus Samuelson dinner. How did you hook up with Marcus Samuelson? What does he have to do with food and Bing and technology? We were so glad to have you there. Marcus is um, a great friend of Bing. And, um, you know, why we decided we wanted to really work um, with Marcus and, our, and, you know, have a relationship with him a little bit broader is that, you know, he is he's a great example of someone that really embraces technology. And so Bing has really been looking at the food space and, are, you know, has been super interested. And in, we've created some things that are interesting, I think, for both foodies and for, you know, those home cooks and people that just like to go out and enjoy a meal at a restaurant. One of the most amazing things that you had there was the real-time translator where you just held up the phone to a different language and it would translate it into English. Oh. Oh, we just, got some, we just got some in-studio headcocks and eyebrow raising. Wow. <laughs> totally. You guys, it's one of my favorite favorite things that we offer. And um, it's available both on the PC, um, but though you can't hold your PC up and, you know, do the same thing that you can on the phone. But on Windows Phone, the translator, what's so great about this is um, you can point it at some language. So you're not even having to take a picture. You just use, if you have a smartphone, your Windows Phone, and you just show it. You know, let's say you're at a rest- restaurant with a menu that you really can't understand. You just point it to the, the menu, and it'll tell you what you're eating. So if you think you're getting chicken, but it's really something like snake, you'll know that right away by using the translator app. A, a common misconception. A common. A common. Although exactly. snake does taste like chicken, so you're kind of okay. <laughs> Although I think I just read that in China, you could be thinking you're getting chicken, you're actually getting rat. Oh yeah, lamb rat. Lamb. Oh. Yeah. See, Ew. you wouldn't be surprised if you used the translator app. You would. You would know. Hopefully, uh, it would. It, it would tell you before you go ahead and tr- try that rat. Unless and, that's uh, what you want to. Unless and, that's what you really want to order. No, well, you never know. Uh, how, how many languages does this work in? 
Um, I think we're over 30 now. I think um, we're about 32. And um, what's great about it also is you don't have to be connected. So you can download language packs prior to traveling. Mm. And so you've got that all on your phone. And so you don't have to, you know, have an Internet connection or anything. You can just point it and go. Off the grid, understanding languages. That's awesome. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, and so um, let's talk about how Bing is a discovery tool for people trying to eat. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, where is it, you know, say either in my local town or I'm on the road, you know, is there a way to make something that's a little bit more tailor-made to what I like than just say like, you know, something that rates high on like a Yelp or a, a Zaga rating? Sure, absolutely. So there's a couple of things we do. Um, again, if you're using that Windows phone, um, we have a feature called Local Scout. And what's great about that is it will tell you different restaurants in the area you are. So, and you can narrow that down by the type of cuisine you want to eat as well. And then another thing that we have um, is called Bing Social Search. And if you're not familiar with that, uh, Bing allows you to really see what your friends on, on Facebook are talking about. So if you were to put a search into um, Bing, let's say for a Red Rooster or restaurants in Brooklyn, and your friends happen to be, um, you know, restaurant connoisseurs that, you know, hit up all the hot spots in New York, you're going to see that off to the right-hand side um, as you're logged into Facebook. You'll see all of their comments about, um, you know, the restaurants that they've eaten at in Brooklyn. The other cool thing that the social search does is it gives you expert translation or expert um, folks that are talking about, it might be food critics or it could be someone on Twitter that are talking about the different hotspots as well. So you see all of that off to the right-hand side when you're searching on Bing. And then how does it really foster the food community? Where do you see technology and Bing and food coming together? I think it, um, you know, it happens in a couple of ways. It happens through these features like I was just talking about, and also through something called Recipe Finder, which is, this is a really cool feature if you are searching for something um, that you're, you know, cooking in the kitchen, let's say, and maybe you want to do just something simple like chocolate chip cookies. So you would type in chocolate chip cookies, you can hover over that, and rather than having to click into the, into the URL, you're going to see that recipe pop right up on your search screen. So what that's doing is it's just getting it all in one place. Our goal is really to give you information really right in front of you so you're not having to dig and, you know, go through 20 pages to find what you're looking for. So what we're trying to do to help support the food community is, you know, through these different things like partnerships with, you know, maybe an open table or uh, Yelp or even some of the things like with Marcus Samuelson, for example. Now, I know that you're a big camper. So... How did you know that? (laughs) because we're he binged you. Yeah, I binged you. Oh, got it. Got it. Um, so I know that you're camping. Um, for those type of experiences where it's not restaurant based and you're out in the wilderness or you're out just doing like a picnic or something like that, how does Bing help you enjoy your experience? Sure, absolutely. So I did this last summer. I was looking for something that I could try that is easy to cook when you're outdoors because, you know, you don't have everything that you need right at your fingertips. But I came across, I did a search for camping recipes, and I came across this great s'more idea, which was essentially um, you take fresh mozzarella balls and you skewer it like you would skewer a marshmallow if you were doing s'mores, Mm. and you let it melt a little bit over the open fire, and then you have a cracker and you put some, um, like, a salsa or um, just chopped up tomato. You squeeze it together on the cracker and you've got yourself a little caprese sandwich. I'm not mad at that. No. It's, it's amazing. I, have, I recommend it to everyone. Awesome. So for those who have never used Bing before and might use some other search engines as their go-to food search engine, why would you recommend switching? 
Really, it's these unique things that we were just kind of talked about. That social feature really helps you stay connected with, you know, your friends and the experts in the area. So um, I think that's one unique thing that we offer. We also have these the recipe search. We have um, just a more robust search. You're going to see great images. You're going to see what the food looks like before you prepare it. For me, that's always really helpful. Um, I love pictures. So if I know what, I'm sp- what it's supposed to look like when it's finished, then I can kind of compare the two um, and see how close I got. So there's a lot of great things that I think people uh, will be excited to learn about. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you, Karen, so much uh, for coming on, sharing us. What's, is it bing it? Is that, is that the verbiage? Um, you can bing it, absolutely. Um, you can also, if you want to try, you mentioned these other search engines. If you want to try to see how Bing does against another search engine, there's um, a URL that people can go to called bingiton.com. Okay. And really, it tests side by side, so you can see um, the type of um, food results that you want to see. And you, you, I assume that you feel that you are the clear winner every time. A hundred percent. You know, we're not going to win every single time, but I think that people are going to be really surprised by what they find. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope you uh, gear up for camping season. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. It should be good. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll be binging it on later tonight, right? Awesome. Sounds good. And, uh, you know, if that invite to the Met Ball is still around, um, I'm available. So. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll, we'll, yeah. We're gonna, we'll do a raffle later. We'll do a raffle later. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Sounds great. Thanks, have, you guys. Have a great day. All right. Well, coming up next in the show, we have the guys from Dos Toros. But first, we're going to – well, do you want to give a little setup for the song we're about to play? Yeah. Uh, Dos Toros periodically makes kind of rap parody kind of – uh, songs where we rap over a, uh, a beat. The last one was Guac It Out hmm. based on the song Walk It Out by DJ Ankh and this new one's Blacker Pinto based on Black and Yellow by Wiz Khalifa. An ode to beans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you released it in celebration of your new Bedford store. Exactly. That's true. That Which is, is true. a... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after the song. It's a tease. It's a tease. Snacky <laughs> tunes. Here you go. Oh, I can't... Can you turn up the guac in my headphones? I can't... Oh, there it is. Those Toros about to be expanding to the outer boroughs. Brooklyn! <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. We roll burritos, we roll them big. Yeah, uh-huh, making tacos. When we pull them up the griddle, as hot, yo. Just a couple questions before we get this here burrito started. Black a pinto, black a pinto, black a pinto, black a pinto. Seriously, bro, I need to know what kind of beans you want. Black a pinto, black a pinto, black a pinto. Black beans, skirt steak, Chipotle scared of it, but them bros ain't. Soon as I take a bite, you see my old face. Here we go again, another guacamole showcase. I got cojones, and every home lace. My huevos rancheros be dropping shonays. Call me teacher's pet, 4.0 straight A's. But not report cards, NYC health grades. Yeah, you know our legumes are hella local and organic. Burritos so legit, you'd swear our mama was Hispanic. Breaks my heart. Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. We roll burritos, we roll them big. Yeah, uh-huh, making tacos. When we pull them up the griddle, that's hot, yo. Just a couple questions before we get this here burrito started. Like a pinto, like a pinto, like a pinto, like a pinto. Seriously, bro, I need to know what kind of beans you want. Like a pinto, like a pinto, like a pinto, like a pinto. Got a tweet from my homie. 
at those tortoise and why she has got that Cali swag. The student scallywag is near heaven like imagine a burrito that was fit for John Lennon. With Yoko popping tacos like the vitamins. And George, Paul, and Ringo drinking tamarinds. This ain't the Atkins, son, cause we be packing them. And you can call me Mr. Bean like Rowan Atkinson. Kylie's representing that fourth ab crew. Alien gang, yo, we Gucci. Ha, you know how we do. Ain't got no lettuce. Got no peps and O's. Our only veggies are legumes, but we still roll Ritos. Gimbo beans, that's fiesta. Every day my roll's getting faster. Ride that way. Give me what you crave. They call me the burrito master. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you need me to take it slow? Well, let's start at the top. Here we go. Flacco Pino. Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. Just a couple questions before we get this here burrito started. Black a pinto, black a pinto, black a pinto, black a pinto. Seriously, bro, I need to know what kind of beans you want. Black a pinto, black a pinto, black a pinto, black a pinto. Yeah, uh-huh, you know what it is. We roll burritos, we roll them big. So one take, right? <laughs> the video is pretty good too. Thank you. We uh, we have a pretty good crew at the restaurant. Actually, everybody that was in the video and that was involved with the production and the filming, they are all DT staff. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of silly. What's the uh, <laughs> what's the catered food on the video set? Uh, <laughs> guacamole, <laughs> chips. Black and uh, pinto, pinto beans. So, so what is it? I mean, I'm a I'm a black bean fan. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, we come down on the pinto bean side of things. Okay, I'd say the majority of our staff actually. I think once you spend enough time at Dos Toros, I think pretty much everybody converts to pinto. What what is the what's the sell? Besides, don't just say taste, but like what's the sell? It's like what am I missing? Well, pinto beans are a little larger than black beans. Mm. They're a little softer. Yeah, a little more buttery. Okay. While yeah. still being really healthy as well. I, well, I think yeah, people got it in their heads that black beans were really healthy, more healthy than pinto beans. I think that's the health thing is where people gravitate to black beans God. first. I like the sweetness of the black beans. Mm. That's a much better reason. Well, because pinto beans are really healthy too. Typically, pinto beans are prepared differently from black beans with like often uh, with lard or yeah, and like ours are ours are vegetarian. But you have a special term for black and pinto. We do fiesta. Fiesta. It's a bean party. That's our code. Which, uh, now that I know of, I think I'm going to go Fiesta. Yeah, I think I would actually... But you guys are great. the best of both. But yeah. you don't do refried beans, do you? No. no. Meh. We didn't feel like the demand was there for the refried. Also, so, they don't roll into burritos quite as well. Uh, so for good. people who uh, might not know about Dos Toros, uh, let's, let's get a little background. Take it back. Welcome sure. back. Thank you. That's right. Second time. But this time we have all the brothers. That's right. Yeah. Last time it was just me. Now yeah. Oliver's here. I'm here. <laughs> so <laughs> last time it was just me. A little, That's right. little refresh. A little refresh. Two on two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, we grew up in the Bay Area where uh, burritos are everywhere. And uh, there's one specific, uh, specific spot in Berkeley, excuse me, called Gordo Taqueria, where I spent a large amount of my childhood, Leo as well. And uh, we just wanted to bring that love uh, for Mexican food and that passion for burritos and tacos to the East Coast. Yeah, there really weren't any legitimate burritos out here. 
No. Which was, uh, I mean, I mean was, not to cast, yeah. not, not to put too fine of a point on it. I yeah. mean, but it's like the burrito is like a really, it's a Northern Californian food. Right. It's not Mexican food. That's where you get in trouble. You know, it's like, oh, right. I want some Mexican food. Well, a taco is Mexican food, but a burrito is Californian Mexican food. So and you, I thought, can, you need some Californians to come bring that. I think New York has, uh, for a long time, uh, had good tacos, really good tacos. Totally. And, uh, you know, other good Mexican food as well. But they're just the simple foil wrapped you know, burrito that at least the one we grew up on was seemed to be lacking. And I know people are burrito fans, but I always get your quesadilla, mm, which I find is even rarer in totally. New York. They're grilled, stuffed. It's a sleeper. Oh, yeah. Is it real? Is it? Does it sell less than the burritos? Yeah. Totally. But it's the, awesome. New York. It's, it's the, the deep cut. Wrong with you? Well, people, <laughs> you hear quesadilla, you think one of these like kind of melted like Half circular food. kind of guys with just like some like cheese very and gooey super like simple so, like yeah. like kids food like again really, really i have simple. no problem with what you're explaining <laughs> no no problem with no it. problem but the, we're a little more complex we we kind of try fold it it becomes kind of a and we put everything in it right yeah as opposed to having it's like it's imagine it's a br- it's a pressed burrito that's crispy it's, on the outside yeah totally. it's you got this like extra layer burrito. of texture that really brings it home i totally agree so how was your weekend how was your cinco de mayo Pretty good. I think <laughs> I have a new baby, so I'm not going quite as hard as I used to. Was, Oliver picks up the slack for both. My of us. Cinco de Mayo was different. <laughs> went a different. <laughs> it path. was great. It was. Uh, when did your Cinco de Mayo start? Is it like uh, like Halloween in New York, where it starts the week before? Yeah, I mean, catering wise, we were doing a lot of catering the week uh, the week before, a lot of office parties and you know, it, some apartment parties. It's amazing how big Cinco de Mayo has gotten. It's I, huge. I think huge it's because Corona and Bud Light Lime have gotten behind it. Probably and, like, pushed it to like. A whole other level. Hmm. I don't think it's like is one grande, I, grande level. Yeah, grande. I think it's like really like there's like a couple comes like, how can we sell more products? Right. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. I it's mean, also, it's, it's the arrival of the warm weather too. Everyone's really excited. Technically, kind of totally generally coincides with yeah. warmer weather. Not today. But it's funny. It's like we're we're busier when it's warmer out. But in the Bay Area, there's no correlation. Like I think East Coasters view Mexican food as like kind of like celebration food. Like oh, it's a, it's a warm day. Let's party, get a beer, and get a some tacos burrito. The park. But yeah. if you're in Berkeley, you're just like, it's a Tuesday, like in January. I'm getting a burrito now. What did Mark Twain say? The coldest winter I ever spent was August in San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> uh, so how's your first month been on Bedford? Yeah, what's it like being? I mean, you're not just on Bedford. You're at North Six. You're at the epicenter of Bedford. And I used to eat at that place that you guys took over, Saksuka. Yeah, man, hurt the- my stomach every time. Sorry, three for three. Not you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry that we that we took them out. Yeah, uh, it was that, it was think, odd that they opened up the, around the corner from Oasis. Like, that was the issue for like, them. Like Oasis is just it. It's it's an institution. It is, I was just gonna say. It's and an if you're like getting off the train, like you're like, man, I, I need it. Like I want a falafel. It's like it's literally right there. You can't. Yeah. You can't escape it. Right. They didn't outposition them. They just kind of were there. And it was the same thing. Yeah. Well, it was a bit more made to order than Oasis, uh-huh. in all fairness, but not enough of a different, <laughs> differentiator. I think the meat stick spinning in the window thing is not as not it what can it be once freaky was. It's not done just right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, they did a really good job visually because I'd walk past it and look good, but it never delivered. Hmm. But anyway, so you opened up on Bedford. What's it like? I mean, that's a fashion show, especially this time of year. <laughs> a lot it's of amazing. action. Because you have a giant window. Yeah, yeah. We, the window opens up. It's like we feel like it's pretty epic. Indoor, outdoor. It feels it feels people good watching. There. It's it's just good to be near the subway. It's a convenience thing. We want to make it easy for people to get burritos and tacos. Yeah, it's like some places are like like Roberta's or you know 
I don't know, Freeman's or whatever. Like you put it kind of in an out of the way place and, th- and that becomes part of the story. And yeah. It's exciting to make, you know, trek, trek out there and, and eat there. But for those Toros, it's like, it should be a convenience food. So it should be convenient to you. We just want to be near the train and grab a burrito and get on your way. No, totally. It's, it's something like I'm either, I got 15 minutes to kill, either going to or coming from destination. Right. How many, uh, are a lot of svelte people coming in? Oh, oh there's svelte. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm. We're, it's uh, it's quite a show. I, is, it's and, amazing. And is it amazing how you know these people house entire burritos and quesadillas and chips and guacamole and everything like that? Oh yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover. I've seen some very and, small girls put away a lot of food. Before. And and I mean, and you were at the other like other end of the epicenter uh, spectrum for being in Union Square. So how I mean in your one month at here, West Fourth, that's yeah. sort of like NYU territory. Mm-hmm. So have you noticed any difference in trends in your customers there? Or are they all just New Yorkers and diverse by default? No, like, I mean they're totally Union Square. I think is the most even like cross section mm-hmm. where like you'll we'll have a line of people ready to order, and it's like you got your like hipsters and the kind of the like grandma and the mom with the stroller and like the suits and just like everyone's kind of skateboarders. Yeah, totally. Just kind of a, a good range of people. West Village is more, a little younger, more West and, and more tourists in the West Village. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you just started a new playlist mm. for the Williamsburg store, and we talked about the art of building a playlist. Mm. How? Well, you tell me. You started with how many? You you have a you started with a, a I started giant, with like a thousand songs, and now it's up to a couple thousand. And you don't want to repeat too much, or else it drives the team crazy. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, burrito eating food, I mean, music is, uh, it's got to be like a certain tempo. It's like love making music, basically. Mid-tempo. How many BPMs? I think the sweet spot's like 70 to like 100. Okay. Kind of slow. Yeah. Yeah. Not too fast. You can't eat a burrito that fast. Right. I try to, I shy away from rock and roll. We stick with funk. More syncopation. Eating my burritos at 138 (laughs) beats. What's like a, a few like key burrito eating songs? I think James Brown works pretty well for burrito eating. Anything by the meters? Meters. Uh, yeah, like the Payback song like that. Or uh, um, there's a song by like Grey Boy All-Stars, like V-neck sweater. I like instrumental kind of like funky songs. Yeah, less lyric driven. Yeah. So what's, what's coming up for you guys? What's the next What's the next hit off the new album? Uh, well, we've got a couple <laughs> ideas. We're throwing around. Uh, should I say it? Yeah, let's just let's drop, yeah, it. drop it. How do you know uh, uh, Hip Hop by Dead Prez? Yes. We're thinking about doing uh, it's bigger than chips, guac, chips, guac, chips. Two fake, fake, fake tacos, tacos, tacos. Feel no pain. This seems like past an idea. This seems like yeah. it's, it's, it's well, it's early development stage, stage. But but that's what that's what that's how they all start. And that's all. I mean, you have a musical background. Play that bass. Yeah, I played bass for many years. Rock and roll. My rock and roll past. But who knew that you it would lead to you slinging quesadillas. And then covering rap songs. Quick question. Yeah. <laughs> Since you guys have now four lo- four locations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is there a secret menu in quotes in the way that In and Out Burger has a secret menu? Well, there's there's, secret, there's code words. So Fiesta is a total okay. code word for the you That's one hack. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, just kind of shortenings that we use like on staff. So like. The reason Black or Pinto was a meaningful song for us is because every customer that gets a burrito was like, okay, you want Black or Pinto beans on your burrito? Like We ask that question a lot. So often we're trying to remember bean and meat combinations. Mm. There's you know six or eight of these. Right. So like, oh, black beans with chicken, pinto beans with carnitas. So the most commonly ordered ones have nicknames. 
like carne de pinto beans we call the godfather. Yeah, or chick- oh. chicken black is the easy rider. Interesting. So, that, but that's not those aren't really secret menu. That's no, just but, short. But if but I could, went you in, you could be a little inside baseball. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and, if and I went you in, get respect. It said Godfather quesadilla. I get like a little nod. Well, kind of. There's no beans on the quesadilla. But I mean, you could add you can do that. You could, you could ask for a Godfather Actually, quesadilla. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I always order my quesadillas with black beans. Really? I, re- I recommend throwing some rice on that thing. Yeah, that's kind of one of our quesadilla hacks is just put a little bit of rice on there because the moisture it absorbs moisture. It's pretty. Yeah, I don't. Pretty nice. I, I, I have a personal problem with rice in. My quesadilla. Oh. And we definitely do not have enough time to get into it. We that. don't have time. So but do you, no, but <laughs> I don't you, want to talk if, about if your if personal you problems. The, <laughs> if you call the uh, addition of black beans to quesadilla the Darren hack, yeah. I would appreciate that. Okay. It's daring. Yeah. Ooh. There, there we go. Oops. All right. Well, do you want to give people the nuts and bolts where they can find you, the quick rundown of all the locations? I was about to Totally. Before we do that, I just want to mention one other weird oh, yeah. hack you can do. Absolutely. Our West Village location is two doors down from Joe's Pizza, uh-huh. which is, I think, a really good slice. And uh, you thing we've been doing every now and then is put a taco inside of a slice of pizza, kind of fold it all up. So that's like a taco. So, yeah, no, I, you don't even have to explain the visual. You have to do the visual. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, like, totally I think that's pretty straightforward. Look. A pizza taco, and it's, pizza taco. Uh, it's really nice. Are they in on it? Yeah. Uh, they're grudging. <laughs> grudging I don't think they like I'll tell you what, though. The guy behind that counter like can open up a bag so loudly it'll make your ears ring. Mm. He pop. knows how to do that. The pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good bag pop. Word. Good bag pop. I love. I love a good. We're talking like years of years. He's probably got you're like carpal tunnel uh-huh. or puke stress syndrome. <laughs> uh, all right. So locations. Locations. Yes. Nuts and uh, bolts. Our Union Square location is at one thirty seven Fourth Ave between Thirteenth and Fourteenth Streets, just south of Union Square. The West Village. We're at eleven Carmine between Bleecker and Sixth Avenue on Father Demo Square, a nice little park. Oh, it's picturesque. In the Upper East, <laughs> we're at Lexington between Seventy Seventh and Seventy Eighth, right across from Lenox Hill. And then our new store, as we were talking about, is on Bedford between North 6th and North 7th. And we are building a fifth downtown, which should be open in January. Wow. And uh, social media, website, Instagram. Yeah, Twitter. at Dos Toros. That's our Twitter. We're on uh, Facebook slash Dos Toros NYC. Website, dostoros.com. A lot of nice stuff on the website. We got some – our collected music videos are on there mm. and uh, – Little like bits of PR and like some interesting bios. We have a staff. funny picture on our sustainability page. Oh, <laughs> we <amazing>. do. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Absolutely. I cannot wait us. to pound some burritos at seventy-two BPMs this summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. be getting quesadillas. Yeah. <laughs> um, You'll be getting the Darren. Yeah, I'll be getting the Darren. <laughs> I couldn't help from noticing you across the bar Hello, I'm running, I'm falling apart Do you want me back? Like I want you You said I'm Edith and I've always been a mess Well, nice to meet you, maybe we'll undress But we could just slide down We both could use the rest So I hold on I hold on To a dim
Snacky Tunes, do you uh, two want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Anna Nordine. Not a weird last name. It's not weird at all. It's perfectly normal. Just, yeah. Who's saying it's weird? She did. A little bit of salad. Are you guys... No, we're just kidding. You guys going to pick on me all night? No, we're not going to pick on you. I'm just saying that you're... you're I'm going to leave. <laughs> no, please don't leave. Uh, and who is with you today? This is the wonderful John Wiley, playing guitar with me today. Um... He's from Space Camp and See Through and Reputant. Plays with Adam Green sometimes. He's got his own stuff, John Wiley. He's awesome. And he's rocking a good hat today as well. It's just yeah. has no problem in his yeah. nice font and gold. Yeah, it's a skater. The band, the skaters hat. And uh, you brought two friends. Skaters, sorry. Because it's springtime and people just start showing up in New York in the springtime. That's like, true. Yeah. We got James Paulus from See Through and my friend Victoria Canty from Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. And, well, she lives in San Francisco now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We can't, well, we were just talking about growing up in Myrtle Beach. So, I mean, did you start playing songs in Myrtle Beach, or did you wait to New York to start playing? I actually did. I mean, I would, my friends were all musicians, um, generally, and I would do, uh, I would sing on some of their tracks and stuff like that, but I never, uh, I never really knew that I could write songs myself until, like, a little bit later, until I left. What uh? What let you realize that you could actually write songs? Well, funny story. I um. I just really wanted to like. I started um, teaching myself to play the guitar by like learning songs and stuff like that. And I, um, I kept asking a friend of mine. I was like, I was like, write a song so we can like have a band. Like you know, write write us some songs, write us some songs. And he like he never got around to it. And then finally, I was like fine, I'll write a song. And then I was like, oh shit, I can write songs. And I just kind of like took off after that. I just started writing like song after song after song. Did, so. did said friend come back to you yet and be like, you'll start that band? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Name names. Call them out. Marijuana luck. 
<laughs> Marijuana Luck, he, you know, he... Um, Is that his real name? Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana Luck. Um, he, he, uh, what, I don't know what he's doing. He, he's in South Carolina still. And Technically he's blowing it. We, we play, he's blowing it right <laughs> now. <laughs> Marijuana, you fucked up. So, sorry. Can I say that? Yeah, you can. It's, it's on that radio. Okay. Um, two things. One, what was the first song you mastered when you were teaching yourself songs? Oh God. Um, damn. Maybe something like, uh, you ain't going nowhere by Bob Dylan. It's a good one. Uh, you're so bad, Tom Petty. I don't know. Those are all totally acceptable. I mastered like the beginning part of um, "Here Comes Your Man" by the Pixies. That's also. Those are three. I was pretty proud of that. Those are three really <laughs> solid. Like, teach yourself. Um, and two, can we can we hear a song? Yeah, of course. What are you gonna play first? I'm gonna play my song called "Love." <laughs> okay. It's about. What's it about? Shopping. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you're listening uh, live on Psychotunes. Thank you. 
Great. I don't think that song's about shopping. <laughs> I think that you were lying. <laughs> so when you started writing songs about for yourself, where did you pull inspiration from? Um, when it, when I started writing songs myself, well, it kind of happened around a period where I was just um, I I just kind of like retracted from the world because I <laughs> went through a couple of like, hard times and. Um, and uh, I think music was like kind of my escape from <laughs> from everything that was going on. And um, I obviously uh, write songs about you know love and <laughs> a heartache and and heart happiness. Heart happiness. Mm-hmm. Heart happiness. <laughs> Where uh, if you were to write a song today, which what would you focus on? Heart happiness, heartache, lost love. I kind of like. Um, I kind of like songs now that that are um, kind of more conquering, conquering it, you know, and because that's kind of how conquering I feel. Conquering love. <laughs> I've mastered love. I've mastered love. Got it down, guys. For my first trick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like overcoming it and like coming out on the on the better side of it, you know, because like my first songs were all like really depressing, and then which are great too, but um. I don't know. Can you I still play them with the same uh, amount of emotion from when you first wrote them? Does it still all come back as you play those heartbreaking, wrenching, bottom of the well, didn't well, think it'd go any well. lower? Well, I mean, shit got real for me uh, when I was writing the really depressing ones. So, yeah, some of them, like, tap in on that feeling, and it's, like, not really hard to... Um, You're one strum away from some heartbreak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... But I, I also feel feel think it's like it's a good thing to kind of tap into that every once in a while. And like I actually listen to uh, like very melancholy music, kind of sad music, sometimes before a show, just to just to get more emotional, you know, so I can get more in my songs and can't, you know. Let's hear another one. Okay. Let's, let's hear one before you conquered love. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Face a maroon. 
That was great. <laughs> Thanks. That, I mean, did you get any takers on the request? Uh, Greg. Uh, <laughs> Is that how you master love? Is that how I master yeah. love? Just walking around asking people to be my lover? Yeah. Just, one, just for one just moment. A night. Just a moment. Just, yeah. So, no, no commitment. Just, that uh, was just about a boy. Just a boy. Just a boy. So, what, uh, what food goes into the songwriting process? Do you have a, a meal that stirs creativity? Do you... Do you like pasta? Do you like tacos? Like something lighter, lighter, heavier? Uh, well, I'm gluten free. Cool. <laughs> but um. So I'm so happy we brought you to the pizza place. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm really glad you brought me to this pizza place. I'm breaking out in rashes as we speak. Well, that's no. why we do radio. Huh? That's why we do radio. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really like the healthy food. I love like the kale salads and the sushi and shit like that. <laughs> feels like it gets the mind and the body going. Yeah. <laughs> gets the heart going. I love a good a good bowl of kale. Yeah. Uh, what t- how do you like your kale done? I'd make this kale salad where I I like I marinate a little bit of like I massage like apple cider vinegar and balsamic vinegar and, and like a little agave and oil into the kale and then um and then I put a little um red onion in it and um oh a little lemon. Okay. Mm. And um, some like gargonzola cheese if you want to. How how long do you massage your kale for? I mean, I feel like everyone has a different type of uh, preferred well, it massage just, It time. depends on how much it's paying. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, $30 for 30 minutes. <laughs> Unfortunately, the kale's got an unhappy ending. Uh, yeah. Um, so you have a new EP coming out. Uh-huh. I uh, do, yeah. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Is this celebrating love? <laughs> is this what are we talking here? What what stage of love is this EP in? It's it's pretty massively full of love. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, there's a song that's that's about uh, going for a ride, but that's you know it's all love based. That's kind of about like just saying a lot of it is like a lot of my songs are kind of being like they're all they're kind of like fuck it I'm gonna do this. Cool. Fuck it, like we do like fall in love or or like you know like well, the song I first sang was was about like. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell this person that I love them. Like I'm sick of I'm sick of being like. You know, have you done that? Passive. I have. How did it work out? Not so well. Oh. <laughs> I think that you need to do that every once in a while in your life and just be like, you know what? I don't know if I know the answer. I know there's no like yes no maybe box like in middle school. You just be like, these are the cards. And if it works out, you win. If it doesn't work out, you'll crawl into a bottle of whiskey and come out in a year. Yeah, like, I kind of live with the philosophy of, like, doing things that scare you, so... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I play music, because it frightens me. We had a, a great guest on here, uh, Polly G, who does Polly G Pizza, and okay. he ex- he talked about the paper tissue wall of fear, which I always thought was, like, a really beautiful metaphor, where it's like, you know, you'll do it, and you'll get to the other side of it, and it's... It might hurt, but it's probably not as bad as whatever you personal hell you create for yourself by not doing it. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, and afterwards, you you know, it's like maybe you made a fool of yourself, maybe you didn't, but like you lived your life. So yeah, and you also know for the next time, yeah, what what it feels like. Yeah. Um, well, I want to thank you for coming. I want to make sure we have time for one more song. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank for you all for, and for bringing the crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great. Where can everyone find yourself? What's the nuts and bolts for the online? Where can they get oh, the um, EP? It's Anna Nordine, N-O-R-D-E-E-N, and um, the EP is called You Know Where I Am, and you can find it on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. By the way, I just want to say, that's a great name for a love EP. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, what is the last song you're going to play for us? You Know Where I Am. <laughs> and it's, yeah, uh, metaphorically speaking. But where you are right now is Snacky Tunes Radio. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back with another episode. Pure X will be in Studio Live, which is exciting. And uh, we have our big barbecue starting uh, May 14th with Garrett and Andrew from Brooklyn Brewery. Brooklyn Brewery will be there. Uh, Eventbrite will be there. Food Republic. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be awesome. May 14th at Hope. Uh, sorry, Good Co. And uh, BBQ Blowout May. Eventbrite.com. And look for Snacky Tunes uh, Twitter tomorrow for all the event uh, information where you can buy tickets and everything. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Take it away.
for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.